Hi there, my name is Vidi Takar and I want to welcome you to my podcast focused on program evaluation. The purpose of these series of podcasts is going to give uh, you insights into the idea of what a program evaluation is and why we would conduct a program evaluation in the first place. So what is a program? A program is a series of processes that transform an input into an output and it's distinguished from a project in the sense that projects have a specific start and an end. There are different components of a program, including inputs, transformation, outputs, the environment, and feedback. Now, when we consider this classical approach to program evaluation, inputs are anything or any resources that we take from the environment. This could be money, technology, people, uh, clients, and equipment, and that these inputs need to be systematically organized in order to ensure that they are outputs of a particular project. What is transformation? Transformation is the process that we take to convert these inputs into deliverable outputs. And this includes putting the events in the needed sequence that we need in order to get our desired outputs. Outputs are the results of that particular transformation. So the program should have a goal, and the goal is the most crucial output of the program. Program evaluations help us achieve that particular goal. So the idea is you want to use the word output in a way that we do in logic models. And program evaluations are all built on this concept of a logic model, which is the framework that helps you map out the inputs um, the processes, the outputs, and outcomes of the program evaluation. So in this model, the word output could be used to cover both ideas and concepts. The environment is anything that are outside of that particular program and the boundaries uh, that could place constraints. So this would be political environments, social contexts, interest groups, um, funding agencies, economy. So when building a program, we have to consider the environment and build it in the context of the environment with particular inputs from that environment to be able to co-design and build it in a way that is sustainable with the environment's program outputs. So do they accept these outputs? Do the and do the people working in that environment value these outputs? So these are important conversations that people who are interested in this field of evaluation have to be able to consider. What is the feedback that we're gaining from these programs? What is information about all of the above components? And how do we get back to this program to then allow how we know things um, that are going in the right direction and whether these things are developing appropriately for that particular program. Examples include vaccines. For example, we want to vaccinate clients and we also want to protect clients from vaccine preventable diseases. Other examples are children attending a daycare facility. You know that kids are safe when you pick them up and then you get to go to work. So those are examples of particular programs. Um, the Joint Committee on the Standard for Educational Evaluation has a more thorough definition of a program, and this is a set of planned systematic activities to achieve a specific goal. It could be related to specific needs or specific identified participating uh, human individuals or programs in specific contexts. And also, we want to be able to follow explicit and implicit systems of belief um, in order to ensure the diagnostic as well as casual and intervention approaches to program evaluation. We also want to be able to consider what are the specific invest 
investigatable costs and benefits of that program and to really have a greater appreciation and understanding of the value for money as well as the return on investment on that particular program to then be able to build a business case uh, for that program. Now, going back to this idea of what is program planning, program planning is essentially what it sounds like. So program planning is the planning of a program, uh, but it's all about deciding what it is that you're trying to accomplish. What is the end goal that you have in mind? And then you need to be able to decide when that end goal is done, who is going to do it, who are going to be the people on the team that implement the evaluation, where and how, and in what order to achieve that particular program evaluation goal. Uh, programs are designed in a myriad of different ways from systematically designed to theory-based programs uh, to someone just starting to do something and then everything in between. Program theory typically means it implies that what is being depicted is what the people are going to run in the program. This is different from theory-driven evaluation. Theory-driven evaluation is the idea that the program is a test of some larger social theory, often theory of change or a program theory, and what the people uh, running the program think is happening. It's often built on this idea of a social sciences theory. So I really like this quote by Dr. Paul Batlayan, and he says that every system is perfectly designed to get the results that it gets. And uh, the way it often gets us to reflect on this idea of how we build our health systems, right? Are we building them, building them in a way that is measurable, that is giving us the data and the insights for evidence-informed decision-making? And then also, uh, how are we then building the programs within those systems? However, a program is perfectly designed to get the results by virtue of the evaluation that you design of the intended results that you intent of that program. For example, if you want your program to train a bunch of people for a particular knowledge, skill, or task, that would be the end intention or the result of that program. So it's not like getting the results that you want, but you want to know more about why you're getting those results, how you're getting them, and then measurable performance metrics, as well as performance management approaches to be able to then get to those results and outcomes. Uh, spend a bit of time talking about theory here. So theory refers to a set of interrelated concepts and ideas, and it's an explanation and a way to um, predict events or situations by specifying the relationships amongst those variables. So when we're talking about particular theory, uh, you don't really need to only focus on one theory, but there are different types of theories like the eco ecological model as well as other models. Um, when we're talking about program evaluation approaches. Some theories are primarily explanatory theories, whereas other theories are not really explanatory theories. And the theories of the problem suggest what we want to change in that particular problem and the actions that we need to take in order to be able to make those changes. So moving from more of a theoretical approach to a practical or pragmatic approach for program evaluation, uh, you can build a program based on academic theory, but ideally you also want to build a program based on stakeholder theory and engaging and co-designing and working with the stakeholders um, that you are collaborating with. So for example, you can look for what the if you're doing a program based on academic theory, this is when you're using a social or a theoretical approach to create the program. 
Some of the advantages of this is that it can help program planners understand the links between the activities and outcomes of that particular program. It can also help to eliminate the need to do this trial and error or pilot studies to see if it's just a one-off if it works. Um, also, programs may also be respected because it's based on evidence. So those are some of the advantages of theory-based programs. Uh, some of the disadvantages of theory-based programs is there could be too much of a focus on academic interests and not enough stakeholder interests, honestly. So that's why it's ideal to co-design and build your program based on stakeholder theory and to engage and collaborate stakeholders from earlier on in the project. Um, and so you want to shift this idea to co-design of many programs in the community to co-design it with your stakeholder. By stakeholders, I'm referring to program directors, managers, chief operating officers, chief executive officers, uh, directors, executive directors in an organization, essentially middle management and leadership, as well as um, if that's available to you in your organization, scientists, patients, clients, and others who can help to inform uh, the design of the program. That also includes healthcare professionals, leaders, and physicians in the community. So often we collaborate with them to have an understanding of the nature of the problem, their ideas on solutions to the problem, and interventions that could help to inform the program. Their ideas may come from a variety of different sources. For example, their experience in the day-to-day -day work, advice that they've received from experts, academic theory, as well as similar programs. Stakeholders come up with their own theories, and so even though they might not call it that particular theory, they do have a logical explanation and a reasonable systematic way of why they would want particular metrics in a program evaluation. And there are several advantages of going with a stakeholder theory approach to program evaluation. Those advantages would be that it's based on the experience of different planners with their target population, and also that in the context of the organization and the environment, um, which is like a real existing organization, that it's a practical and feasible program evaluation for that specific to that organization. It's also easier to get buy-in from people running the program since it's co-designed with them and it's based on their theory of how they plan on applying it to that particular organization. Some of the disadvantages of this approach is that trial and error is often required. You know, you build, some, build something, you design it with them and you edit, you fine tune it as you go along. And then if it's left implicit, you might have stakeholders with different implicit theories who can then end up working at odds with one another. So you really want to bring the people together, make sure they're on the same page and that there's consensus around that particular program evaluation. Um, now I'm going to shift towards program planning models. We will look at a few different models for planning programs. This includes the planning cycle, the precede precede model, and as well the re-aim framework, which is a very popular framework that's been used in the context of digital health and digital health interventions that I've come across in the literature. So the planning cycle is an example of a cycle from planner's toolkit from the Ontario Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care. Um, it's written in that government publication as an example of a best practice and a model that one could use to plan a program. Uh, and the different steps of the planning cycle include first surveying the environment. What is the environment? The second concept would be what are the directions? Setting the directions, what ought to be the directions for the program? The third step is 
having an idea of the programs, uh, the problems and challenges that the program would face. So this would be differences between what is and what ought to be as well. What are the problems and challenges for the program is step three. Step four would be what are the range of solutions? So what are the ways that we can get from what, what it is, what the current state is, to what it ought to be? And this then links into step five, which is what are the best solutions? What are the preferred ways to get what we want um, from the program and to get it into a state of what it ought to be? Uh, this is then connected to step six, which is implementation and putting in place the best solutions for that particular program. And, and then the seventh step is the actual evaluation itself, whether that's a quantitative evaluation, a qualitative or a mixed methods evaluation. Did we get what we wanted? from that evaluation. Um, so when we're talking about surveying the environment, this is identifying the current state, doing a needs assessment, understanding and gathering information about the health or illness status of the population, setting direction refers to setting goals and objectives and describing a future ideal state, as well as what do you think the world would look like? Problems and challenges refer to comparing current states with future states. Does it fall short of that program? If so, in what ways? And if not, then you probably don't need the program. Um, and then there's also a range of different solutions, such as um, that you could brainstorm with the particular stakeholders, including a description of the cost, the effectiveness of the program, the feasibility of each of the options within the program. And then you can look to solutions that are out there in other places in, in the country, as well as nationally. And then you can be creative in the process of designing and implementing existing solutions that are relevant to the local context, to the problem. When you're choosing best solutions, you want to choose the best option or options that apply to the particular situation. So for example, say you're designing a program evaluation that's focused on uh, primary care physicians and, and their intake of um, patients and how the clinic has grown in the past five years. And you want to evaluate the program from the perspective of patients as well as providers. Well, in that situation, you also want to consider, you know, different things like are there particular political things that have influenced um, the growth of the clinic, such as grants or funding uh, from ministry or other organizations? Are there social cultural influences? Has a team expanded, have more um, health human resources and people in the healthcare sector have been recruited? And what are other constraints as well? And then finally, when you're at the implementation science stage, you actually want to have an implementation to the solution so that you'll have to come up with a specific plan of how you're going to implement the solution, a timeline to the program evaluation, as well as a resource plan. And so the evaluation is something that we'll talk about in in the upcoming episodes, but really the evaluation component is a specific way that we're going to design the performance measures and metrics for the intention of making the program better. Like what would a good program look like in terms of the output? And ultimately did your program achieve what it set out to do? So if the intention of the program is to educate a bunch of people on a concept, then did it achieve those goals? If so, um, how can you demonstrate that in an evidence-based way? And like all models, there would be simplification because um, it really looks like a linear step, but it's really a bunch of iterative feedback loops that then in influence one another in the program evaluation. 
Um, so when we're looking at surveys and surveying the environment, these are the things that you look for when you're doing situation analysis of the program. What is the problem that you're trying to address? You want to obtain as much data that you can about the problem, diagnose the problem, like what it is, um, how do we build and support the case for developing the initiative, and then to serve as a baseline for the evaluation and the development of the initiative. When you gather that information, you would want to look into the incidence and prevalence of a disease or condition, the extent of the problem, how the problem is distributed amongst the population, considering a population public health sciences perspective, the risks and protective factors that are associated with the problem. For example, is it individual risk, physical, social, or environmental? And then you also want to consider what is the environment or community in which you plan to implement your program or intervention? Um, is it, you know, a large size city or is it an urban center or is it a small rural city? And then what is the community readiness? Like how ready are the people within that organization to be able to accept the program? Uh, evaluation and the implementation of it. And then also, what are the level of resources available in that community, that being human resources, economic, as well as material resources uh, within that community-based organization or across networks to implement the program evaluation? Um, you can also then have an understanding of the environment and the community in which the environment resides. So there would be physical aspects of that particular environment. What does the geographical area of the community look like? For example, Westside Vancouver looks really, really different from downtown Victoria, as well as, you know, like Surrey City Center. It looks very different from downtown Toronto. So what is the makeup of that community? Is it, you know, what is the ethnocultural composition of the people living in that particular area? What does the infrastructure look like? The roads, the transportation, what are the patterns in the housing industry? Who lives there? What types of industries exist in that particular location? Um, what are the demographics, the age, the gender, the race and ethnicity, education, marital status, income of the number of people living in a household, the languages spoken? What is the history of that area, the traditions, the rituals upon which the community is proud of, um, and also things at the community and areas of growth that they can learn from? Um, are there uh, communities that are built upon relationships among groups or relationships with other communities? You also want to be able to identify the community leaders, both the formal and the informal, who has power, um, who are the elected officials, leaders of community groups, uh, corporate CEOs, for example, or uh, people in trusted positions in the community to be able to then um, have them alongside the program evaluation and uh, also like have buy-in and support it. Uh, also, what is the community culture like, both formal and informal? In terms of the city slogan, there could be norms of behavior, um, patterns of culture that you would want to understand if you seek to change it. There's also this idea of considering existing institutions. What are current colleges and universities in that location? Um, you know, hospitals, religious institutions. And it's important to have an idea to know what influence each of these organizations have on one another and who they represent and who they have access to. You also need a strong understanding of the economics of that are uh, the foundation of that evaluation. So for example, what businesses and industries exist there? How is wealth distributed in that particular 
area. Uh, having an idea of the government and politics is good as well. How is the community structured? What power do they have? And what kind of power do politicians really wield? Um, having an understanding of the social structures. For example, many aspects of social structures are integrated into relationships of politics and economics. But there's also this question of how the people in the community relate to one another. Right? How is it that the problems are co-designed? but then resolved together and who socializes or does business with whom is an important idea to understand as well. And then what are the attitudes and values? So what does the community care about and what is it that the community tends to ignore? Um, and then what are the types of discriminations that are widely accepted, whereas those that are not, and how then can we build those uh, lens of equity to be able to have uh, anti-discrimination and anti-racism approaches to to any program evaluation that you design and that you implement. You also might want to consider what process you're taking to data collection for the program evaluation. Is it going to be through online surveys or in-person surveys? Is it going to be through um, analyzing existing data sets like census data, Institute of Clinical and Evaluative Sciences data, CAIHI data, Canadian Institutes of Health Research, or through published literature like systematic uh, reviews, scoping reviews, meta-analyses, gray literature? Would it be then through interviews with people or focus groups or direct observation, like walking around, direct observation <laughs> refers to walking around in the community and then also getting involved in the community's activities? Or is it going to be through a mapping of, of assets to that organization and then having an understanding of, of those as well? So those are different approaches to data collection. And some useful resources that you might want to consider are Population Data BC as well as Statistics Canada. Um, so what is a needs assessment? We will get into more of that in the next episode. So thank you so much for tuning in today to these brief podcasts on program evaluation. It's been my privilege uh, and honor to be able to share these insights with you on what I'm learning about the science and theory of program evaluation and an effort to, to just uh, relay and uh, share some of the knowledge translation with you. And if you have any further questions, feel free to reach out. Um, I will continue to do more podcasts and to share these information and insights with you. Have yourself a wonderful day and we'll see you again here soon on the next episode of Program Evaluation Insights.